What's up, guys? It's Eric with Harbors Vintage. This is our Harbors Vintage Convos podcast. We've been kind of slacking on it, but, you know, we've been busy. But we have one of our most favorite special guests. You know, we had to make this happen, and we're very thankful that he's made the time to come talk to us and share his story with us. Um, but, yeah, just want to preface, first off, you know, we have T here as well. He's going to be... Hello. Yep. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. And then Travis is upstairs, so they'll be sounding off here and there. Um, but yeah, just want to introduce our guests. Um, so I, the first time I came, like one of my first Arden fleas is when it was still like in the Ward warehouse in like Kaka'ako in the warehouses. Um, I saw this booth. It had like the Tupac. It had the Biggie the shirts and I was like dude what is this and like I just remember seeing that everyone crowding in that booth and that was the first you know time I saw Moon Collective T was there like a first time that you saw Moon Collective out in the wild oh shucks I think um I think the first time I think I uh saw Moon Collective was um I, I think it was in information while they were being carried in information uh that was probably the first time I believe at the time um the designs that were being carried were, um, oh, Mel's photo tees, actually, the mm-hmm. long sleeves, yeah. And I was just really intrigued by the prints, and then I kind of, uh, every time I would go back to information, I'd kind of look at the different prints that would that they would have in stock, and I was just always uh, so fascinated. And, yeah, and I, I just became hooked. Yeah, but I think it goes without saying that we all really look up to you, and it's like a real pleasure to have you here. Um, so yeah, without further introduction, I'd like to introduce Ben King, founder of Moon Collective. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, T. Um, I'm Ben King, uh, founder, creative director of Moon Collective, and uh, also full-time designer on the side. Nice. It's a, it's a pleasure being here, and um, thanks for having me for the past couple of days. Uh, for those who maybe missed out or were a bit busy this season, we did a really kind of neat, intimate um, uh, pop-up here in the space. It was really nice to do. And uh, whenever I do come back to the island, come back home, uh, it's nice to be greeted by these guys and welcomed in this space. So thanks for having me. I don't, um, A, I think I'm just an introverted person. I'm a bit shy. I don't do uh, interviews ever or even like my photos taken, but um, love what you guys do. Um, I think we've bonded over the past couple of days too. So, mm-hmm. um, wanted to tell my side of the story with you guys. I know yeah. you guys do, would do a good job. So, we really appreciate yeah, it. And me. I think that's something that we've noticed, like, in your work and in your brand, is yeah. that you're very humble. You're very mysterious. Mm-hmm. You know, there's. Mm-hmm. I feel like you let your your kind of work speak for itself. Right. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to learn more about you and your story. So I was curious, like. I don't know if we want to go that far back, but maybe... um, I'll take it back. Take it back? I won't go as far as birth, but um, (laughs) I will will take it as far back as uh, it's interesting. So um, for for context, a little bit older than these fine gentlemen, um, I won't reveal my age. I don't even know why I went down this route, but um, born born and raised in the Bay Area, um, so about 45 minutes south of San Francisco. And so that's where I spent majority of my life. Um, and I think as just as a youngster growing up, like, like most of us, we have this inherent desire to, to create, to draw. And it's just, it's with time and sports and just different interests that we, we curb those desires. But it's just something I think along with my brother and my, my cousin, we've just have always kept 
And I think it's just something that's given me comfort aside from playing sports or skating or getting into music. It's always something I've always reverted back to. Um, uh, so to fast forward the story a little bit, you know, I went to University of Oregon for a year and that's where I studied interior design. And like most students, you know, um, even for a lot of um, kids here, when they leave for the first time, your, your body, your mind, your heart is in total and utter shock. And I think at the, at the core of it, you just miss your family too. So that experience is really eye-opening, uh, truly alone, uh, truly away from what I thought I was good at, what I was loving, and of course, away from family and best friends too. And so I think I took that time, um, being that my focus was uh, interior design at the time, that I kind of really delved into that as a, as a way to explore myself and also to, I guess, define my track in life. Um, luckily, even in my high school, uh, you know, I participated in the yearbook, and as cheesy that is, like that gave me my first mm-hmm. understanding of layout design. And um, even for career day, we had a so-called graphic designer come. And I think in my heart, I always loved and desired the need for focus and cleanliness and, and hierarchy. So when he was able to explain that, um, and like, hey, this is what a poster looks like. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's that's what I wanted to do. Um, a part of me always wanted to be, you know, a free thinker, painter, but that seemed like something I could hold on to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so realizing that that U of O, Eugene, wasn't my speed, so I came back to San Francisco, mm-hmm. and um, you know, that's where I began to paint a little more fine painting. That is, um, we grew up skateboarding SF from like Pier Seven to the New Spot. So I just love being around that scene, Haight Street, um, and just overall, San Francisco is a lovely place, so it was great to be back. Um, and from there, that's where I got really heavy into graphic design, and uh, I think with design, there's no perfect answer or mm-hmm. way to get there, but I just knew with like time, um, dedicated time, you could always find a beautiful result yeah. and provide variations. So I think it was during school, along with my peers, working through a lot of problems that I found this desire to to graphically design. design. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, this is a long-winded uh, no. question. I, I, I will round it out for everyone out there. Um, but yeah, post-graduation, wanted to become a full-time painter, so I started an art collective with a former roommate of mine, Rabashima. He's actually from here, mm-hmm. and that's where I have a lot of my Hawaii ties. And so we threw a lot of art shows, and the initial ones were in our um, apartment studio so we, we took all the furniture we jammed it in one room and we had 20 plus artists just hanging so we used our apartment as a as a gallery Dude, platform right. kind of odd and unusual but how big was your apartment it was um luckily we were blessed with a uh, two-story house that we rented um from a really sweet old lady and uh so we had people like go into our bedrooms as like an intimate gallery oh. room and the bathroom we turned into an experience so that was my first time dealing with like logistics of things outside mm-hmm. of creating myself. Um, and along with that too, it's, I've always painted myself, did the curations, but also I freelance a, a bunch for other brands and, um, and FTC on, on Haight Street. Yeah. Of, of for, for the city? Yeah, F- yeah, yeah, for the city. So yeah. I've always um, love that scene and, and force myself to, to be around it. Yeah. So that's just a little bit about how I got into design and um, why I still love it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For someone like maybe getting into design, like how, who kind of taught you or what, 
what was like the first steps you took? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, you know, at the time in high school and even early college, we didn't have the design tools like we do now, but it was attending school that I learned to get into the programs. And we had, of course, specific projects from poster designs to creating a map of your city. But um, I urge all aspiring designers that you don't necessarily need to focus on design. You don't necessarily need to go to school for it. You don't mm -hmm. even necessarily need to go to school. If you're dedicated and in, in down getting that program, pl please work on it um, mm -hmm. all throughout the day and evening, and that will help you um, revise your chops. Yeah. 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 You ended up coming to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to the juicy part. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if there's stuff before that too, fill us yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. How I how a Bay Area boy came here so I think it's like most people it's it's this dream of moving to Hawaii so I was mm -hmm. also blinded by that um, but I think at the time too um, I was working at a startup small Whoa. startup as a as a mid-level graphic designer working at FTC um, kicking around my own brand idea whether it be moon or something else and mm -hmm. I think from a design perspective, I'm just a little bit of a mousy guy. I'm, I'm kind of quiet, a little bit weird. Um, not too weird, but um, I think I just wanted the opportunity to find my own voice, design mm -hmm. voice. And so I knew with the path I was going down, working like in a corporate way, in a very um, foundational setting, I was never going to be able to find my design ethos and, and also be able to, to speak loudly yeah. and confidently. So. There was a decision whether to, to move to New York or to, to Honolulu. And oh. um, I brought up my friend Rob before. Uh, when I did visit, he did connect me with a lot of his uh, Roosevelt friends. So I did have a good base. And uh, if I can get romantic, I was, I was courting a young lady too. So <laughs> as, as we know, um, that the heart guides you sometimes. So the desire to, to A, find... <laughs> I guess myself, but also to, to get to know this person a little better was the desire to come to Hawaii too. And um, this place is magical as, as many of us know. And so I think for me, it was, it was to spend time understanding who I was and what I wanted to do, but also craft something um, privately and uh, see where that can take me versus working on it in a big city like LA, SF or, mm -hmm. or New York. Yeah. So when I, when I got here, um, I came with so many suitcases, boxes, uh, had a small group of friends, no car, and I essentially moved into a living room in Kaimaki, so pretty close to, to Ruger Market. Yeah. And um, I, I had all the initial moon inventory in the closet, and so that was, that was my life. Um, it wasn't luxurious or, or beautiful at all, but um, to me it's something very nostalgic and charming. And so that, that was the beginnings of Moon and, and Ben here. Four roommates, Ben living in a living room with a curtain to separate uh, for privacy. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and if I can interject real quick. Please. So I know, um, <clears throat> so you're talking about how, uh, you know, you, you are a um, San Francisco Bay Area mm -hmm. resident, you know, yeah. true to heart. Um, you know, and then you make the move out to Hawaii and such. Mm -hmm. um, would you say that the places that you've lived really helped inspire you um, in any way, whether it's um, through your graphic design work 
or the uh, your lifestyle or any yeah. of those things? Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, T. That's such a good question. Um, yeah, the three major cities I've or places I've lived and loved. Um, a small town I'm from, San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously Honolulu. Yes, there are there are moments and 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 beautiful, inspiring things from each city. So, there's um, at times literal things I take, be it the name Honolulu Moon Collective, um, or there's just a feeling, and so that I think is what Moon Collective is a lot of. Um, our, our graphics are, as you've seen, like very simple, mm-hmm. one colored, um, illustrative or, or bold typography, but it's the the poetry, it's the photography, and it's like the feeling that's attached to it that, that creates a holistic um, system, as, as you may, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Not, like, I feel like we definitely see that, like when, when you like, when we first saw Moon Collective, we're like, "Dude, what? Is, like, what is it?" But it's like right. so cool. But right, it like, draws right. you in, right? And there's really nothing similar to it, right? Um, Thank you. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I feel you know, Hawaii's sometimes a little bit behind on the style and stuff. But like, that didn't really matter. It was just very like, we haven't seen it. You would merchandise it in like such a cool way with yeah. like the <laughs> antiques, the skulls, the plants. Yeah. And I think it was just like so, like, ahead or so something that we just haven't seen yeah. before, and that's why I feel like everyone was really drawn to it. Yeah. Um, but how would I guess how would you describe or like, what? I don't know. Is there like something like how would you describe it like in a yeah. sentence or like, like if you had to sell it to someone or totally, totally. Well, if we're dissecting it a little more, and that's a great question, Eric. Um, before moving here, you know, I think. I knew I loved certain things, um, and it goes to show a lot of the inspo that's from Moon and of Moon. And it's, God, we sound so serious right now. We've been, <laughs> we've, been, we've been joking for the past three days. And this has come, um, but uh, so a couple of things is you know I love I love the way Wes Anderson thinks. So you brought the idea of like, hey Ben, you have a lot of little goofy props. Yeah. So that's that's inspired by his thinking and the fact that they hand paint their sets. So. In the smallest way, that's what Moon tries to mimic too. Oh. Um, we also love, uh, you know, jazz music. I was telling T from Chet mm-hmm. Baker to Bill Evans, but there's a part of us too that loves um, hip hop too. So a lot of our oh. early graphics illustrations were an ode to you know Biggie and Tupac and that that East and West Coast uh, tale. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just I think me as a being un- unsure of who I was, I think I've become comfortable in knowing that I love a lot of different things and it's okay to mix it all into one inspo or, or rather mm-hmm. many multiple things to create um, a brand or a set of imagery to create like uh, something different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we pull from a lot of things and uh, most of the time too, um, if it's in New York or SF, the places I find most joy is just like a, a, a like a Japanese bookstore, or even just a bookstore, and just mm-hmm. you know hours in there looking through stuff, taking notes, um, and trying to naturally avoid uh, the digital um, inspos that we see. Um, so yeah, a long-winded answer, but um, if we could go back to the Hawaii question a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, it was really different moving here. Yeah, yeah it was really That's different. Like a it huge was really move. freaking different. Yeah, so um, no car initially. Um, I didn't have anything. I didn't know where to get props. Um, 
you guys obviously weren't around either, so there wasn't this initial kind of inspo either. So um, I think it was just like a lot of time by myself, literally in that living room. And a lot of the first couple of seasons, I was just in um, the Kaimiki library designing everything. And um, so I'd pack a lunch and, mm -hmm. and go to the library and design. And then I and I'd take my laptop to the bathroom when I used the bathroom, so no one would take it. And so just hours there, and you know, packing everything from the living room, and um, and just slowly meeting people, Whoa. you know. And so going into the information, talking to the guys, and starting the first Art and Flea, you know, mm -hmm. um, what is this thing? Is is it worth doing? Um, and that's where you saw the beginnings of all our crazy random displays. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I just whenever we do a pop up, it's this urgent desire to to build a uh, experience around it, something physical and something so, someone could view. I think working retail, as all as all of us do, mm -hmm. you're kind of understanding like how the human shops and what they look for and yeah. how to uh, keep them entertained, but also creep distance between distance. us. So, yeah, it came from a lot of that. Dude, yeah. yeah. No, because we saw we saw it at the Arden Flea, and it was moon, and then it just I was like, what? You know, we didn't grab the info, sadly. But then we were like driving down King Street, we we're like, oh, mono, that's not it. Like we like we try to find it. We, so it's like, yeah, it's cool. Like I and like I feel like everyone is interested in like starting their own businesses and stuff too. Like take notes. You know, you need that's like really important to be able to yeah. stand out in that kind of like market or right. Um, Dude, um, I do have to yeah. ask though. Please. So you were saying and, that. And please yeah. ask. I, I'm jumping around a lot, so please ask like anything I'm yeah. missing out because yeah, no, no there's worries. a lot of juicy details that I'd love like to share. This is like a kind of a yeah. very side side quest type of question. Please, but please. I know you're saying that you didn't have a car, so was it just like a lot of like walking around, kind of just like skating around and stuff? Yeah, the first couple months is no car, and I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> but um, you know, before I left, I sold you know, all my furniture, a lot of my books. I sold a lot of my sneaker collection that helped me get out here. So I knew I had a finite amount of sums I could live on before ultimately making a big decision and working full time. And the whole idea was to, to move here, live here, enjoy it, learn about the people and the culture, but also to work on Moon full time. So I, I didn't want to, to buy or do anything too expensive um, just so I could use those funds so I could purely work on Moon. but. Um, so I'd walk from, if you know uh, Kaimiki at all, Ruger Market to that post office. And for some of our That's mainland friends, fun. when you walk one or two blocks with uh, a bag of anything, you immediately start sweating. So it was a journey those first couple of months. Um, it's like up a hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, okay. it's very hilly. Yeah, it's yeah. hilly, you know. Um, but eventually um, got a little car. And I removed the passenger seat just so I could have extra inventory um, space in oh, there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know you were uh, earlier, you, you made reference to um, <clears throat> Wes Anderson. And I know in, uh, in a lot of his films, he really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's very particular about his sure, sets. Sure, sure. Um, mm -hmm. But he's a, I know he's a very... Uh, well known for uh, using pastel colors. Yeah. Do you and you know I just wanted to make it a uh, make it a point. What is, you know? Do you feel that that part kind of translated into Moon Collective as well? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Um, if you guys remember, a lot of our preliminary designs are all black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, out of necessity, because you know, obviously it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. We know that um, most people just enjoy those primary colors. But also in my first, not to get too design nerdy, but in my first couple years at design school, um, we were always asked and forced to design in black and white first, just to understand composition and layout. And from there, um, get into like the scary worlds of Pantones and colors. Um, but in terms of uh, those pastels, tea that you mentioned, yeah, I think that's always something maybe it's reflective of who I am, a little bit quieter, mm-hmm. but it's always been pastels and earth tones. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just something that just looks like it's it's been lived in and it has a little bit of a fade, which is really nice for us. Yeah. You know, and then kind of branching off of that though, um, kind of just like a, a another kind of goofy, simple question I wanted to ask, uh, which was, um, you know, as a graphic, as, just as a person. Please, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Do you Thank have a you. favorite color? Yeah. My favorite color is purple. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Any particular huh. shade of purple or? No, no. I just, I was, I, yeah, maybe actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's this, um. It's not quite lavender, it's not quite this uh, dark purple, but I remember as a kid, mm-hmm. I think it was my own birthday party young, I established to myself like the purple was my favorite color, and, and since then, um, I've always kind of used it as, as a way back to a design or a way back to like an outfit I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of nostalgic, but something, yeah, that I cling on to. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. No, yeah, we just asked that because you always choose really good colors. For oh, that. really? Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, that, that's something we kind of always yeah. point out. It's like, like your your color palettes and your color combinations yeah. that you choose for your designs are, thanks, thanks. are always so spot on. Yeah, I and guess on that note, pardon to jump in. No, no, um, a lot of A lot of the designs comes from our small team, too. So for the most part, mm-hmm. um, day-to-day, it's me. Mm-hmm. Um, balance it with a full-time job. So Moon is something I do after hours, but we can elaborate on that a little later, but my my roommate, one of my best friends, Andrew, he's from Hawaii as well, also went to Roosevelt, um, but he helps with a lot of the designs too, so a lot of the really brilliant, beautiful stuff you see is is from his mind, and so he does help with a lot of the execution, career direction, and the, the path that we're taking too. And then lastly too, um, one of our good friends, Melissa too, has been helping out lately, so it's mm-hmm. the, the three amigos working on this kind of small, um, brand, but we all work full time, so we tap in and out as needed. Um, but I'm always at the helm, leading, um, leading the charge. Leading, yeah, <laughs> leading the charge, leading the journey. So, yeah, yeah. So, you were mainly doing markets at first, mm-hmm. and what website too? I guess website. Yeah. So, got to Hawaii, didn't know what was going on, didn't know what I was doing. Didn't know how I was gonna make it here. No one knew. No one knew of Moon. Three hundred followers. <laughs> Did Ben hit rock bottom? I don't know. <laughs> but we started, as most brands do, just yeah. little by little. So it was, it was the art and fleas. It was um, the support of essentially you guys at the time, but like the alleys. Try alley. Um, that yeah. just kept us in the loop and put us on. And it was yeah. a monthly thing, which was quite exhausting because when you build this goddamn contraption, which, which we had every month, it's 
it's quite taxing and so like mm-hmm. that's why I took out I told T I took out the passenger seat of my car just so I could stuff things in there and take it out constantly and <laughs> so yeah it was a bit of a grind to to figure out how to f- build a brand and the whole time not to feel imposter syndrome because I'm, I'm not from here you know but um, I live in a small living room here so how could I be the best version of myself for the brand and for everyone here too um, but yeah a lot of markets a, a little bit of web and uh, over time um, Ryan Keith and, and June at information picked us up Mm-hmm. And uh, for for those that don't know, Information's a super OG brand, uh, spanning 20 years. He, yeah. Yeah, as old yeah. as um, in cahoots with the hundreds and A-Live. So they yep. put us on and a lot of um, a lot of our followers found us there. And so mm-hmm. we that's where we begin to grow a bit more seriously in Honolulu. And so at the same time, we were doing that, um, a bit of web um, to reach... West Coast, New York, and at the same time, me freelancing a little bit to try to keep this all afloat, um, and still not knowing. If for all all our friends out there starting a brand mm-hmm. or something, uh, I guess we never really know what we're doing. So don't ever feel like you have to yeah. have the answers. Just start it, and with momentum and experience, that's when you start learning. And even when you start learning in our seven to 10 years in, mm-hmm. there are new bigger obstacles. So um, don't ever look at a brand and think like, oh, they're, they're doing it because they know everything and of course have all the money. No, we, we start, did all from a small room or a library or you know what have you, so. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, once yeah, once you guys were in information, that was like I don't know, that was mind blowing. I, I think yeah, like for a lot, lot of people really that was grateful. like that's like super huge. Yeah. Um would you have any advice for someone like trying to get their brand in like different accounts and stores and Yeah. Um you know, probably best for your next interview. Kevin Sarai of Wiley Sportswear. Yeah. <laughs> um he's in some really great accounts. Um, and maybe that, that I, it's, we were talking about that before the interview, uh, before the podcast is, you know, is it, um, is it web store versus accounts? Yeah. Um, but you know, Hmm. That's a good question to get into accounts. Um, I think one thing <clears throat> one should focus on is is just their their brand right. and their story, mm-hmm. and because there's so many great little brands out there, artists, that you get lost in the shuffle of things. So I think the first of many steps is just to work on, um, you know, what what it what it is you want to create, uh, what are your inspirations, and of course what your narrative is, and then that will entice and interest companies in different stores to pick you up, and if they can relate to what you're doing, so working on that initial narrative about who, who and what, what your company is, is mm-hmm. rather important. And, um, currently right now, um, we, we aren't being carried to any store and I kind of like it that way mm-hmm. just because, uh, we are so busy during the day that, you know, web is all that we can do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been blessed to be in information and the likes of read space. And it's been really amazing with the experiences and people we've met, but I think just doing web 
um, right now is perfect for me and, nice. and for the team involved. And I think it's okay to keep it limited. Of course, you know, the dream is to expand and be in, in the shops like Dover and, mm-hmm. um, and other places like that. But it's also nice to have your own control when you do sell on your own site. Mm-hmm. You can have fun with how you play on releases. You can open your store. You can close it. And as long as you're consistent, I think that helps with understanding from your followers when you sell mm-hmm. and when you put out new items. Yeah. So I don't think there's urge to do both or mm-hmm. one or the other, but with web and direct to consumer, you have this immediate control um, of how you tell your own story and how you want to sell. Yeah. Um, and then to kind of touch upon, um, I guess uh, you were talking about like, uh, you know, finding your brand's narrative mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of developing um, your own, like, I guess, um, inspiration yeah. and borrowing it from different places. Um, I know one of the, uh, I guess, pivotal parts of Moon Collective, I know is um, like kind of playing into like the psychedelic yeah. aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess for people that are unfamiliar with the brand, sure, sure, sure. if you want to maybe like talk about that a little bit. Definitely. And maybe yeah. we should, I shouldn't have mentioned this in the beginning, but. Hi, I'm Ben. So Moon Collective is, um, it's a small design studio, art studio, and we do a lot of just graphic tees and we print on a lot of vintage goods. And it's just part of the ethos too of trying to use what we have in front of us versus printing more. Mm-hmm. That's the next chapter of what we're trying to figure out how to make everything sustainable. Cool. Um, so we make small items as such fashion related. What was your question? Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Um, God, I'm on psychedelics I, right now. Yeah, well, I guess, Jesus. Um, no, you're good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess, it, uh, I guess, what is, what is uh, some inspirations for Moon Collective yeah. and yourself? Right, right, right. And also the second part of the question was, um, the psychedelic uh, part. Psychedelic research part. Yeah, the part. juicy yeah. part. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I guess... Because yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. I, I know as I, as I was a kid, or when I, when I was younger... Um, you did psychedelics as a kid? No, no. <laughs> no. Is that what you're telling everyone? No. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, I guess uh, as, as a little 13-year-old bringing back shirts with... Uh, oh, yeah, right, right, right. You know, the slogan <laughs> so says psychedelic young, research, research or yeah. established in 2046, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. just kind of yeah. um, very kind of outlandish kind of... Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool and... You know, but I guess for some people, you know, it might be like taken literal. So, you know, right. if you could. Yeah. yeah and it's it's actually, thanks for pointing that out to you. It's a really good question. Thanks for buying our shirt as a 13 year old. But um, when we're in San Francisco, like home of um, home of the Grateful Dead and yeah. Hippie Hill. And um, you have a lot of like former burners that come to like our booth and like they're like, hey, psychedelic research. And without even um, engaging much, they go into their own like psychedelic stories and how mm-hmm. psychedelics were used medicinal to achieve some type of form of enlightenment, enlightenment for them or heal something. So having like PRT psychedelics research team, it's odd, it just attracts not weird people, but pe- honest people who just have this like weird honesty and they want to share what they've gone through and for us like psychedelic research i haven't said this in a while so it's a bit rusty is like which i fall um victim to a lot is you know just taking the time away from social media the computers um the hype and be it having time alone reading um taking a walk but just having that time to recharge that that in its core is one element of the psychedelic research Mm -hmm. um but the second part too is um some of us 
maybe all of us, we have done psychedelics. <laughs> and um, I think it has a pretty bad stigma. Like uh, maybe, maybe MTV shows you... Why am I ragging on MTV? They're great. <laughs> but maybe the media shows you like... It just makes you do gnarly things. You're violent. You're crazy. But oftentimes um, we do it on a retreat or a or a hike or, or mm-hmm. a trip to the river and it's just time to hang out with friends work through a problem work through a personal problem and to to understand your little yourself a little bit more so the, yeah there's two parts of it one is just find yourself uh, away from technology and the second is using a uh, natural element to help you work out um, something yeah have you guys done any psychedelics I have not. That's okay. The, <laughs> nice. Damn. <clears throat> nice, nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, we won't make this all about psychedelics, but taking it in light, light dosage, um, it's, it's, it's just, it could, be, it could be lovely. It could be mm-hmm. quite harsh, but, um, <laughs> but for, the most, for the most part, it always, you always come out of it achieving some type of mental breakthrough. Yeah. Do it <laughs> responsibly, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, we, will, we will leave Hawaii psychedelics, but we'll also address T, what you said about 2046 and, and oh, these kind yes. of crazy bold statements. When I first started, you know, um, you would always see brands like, you know, so-and-so established in 2040, uh, 2010, so-and-so 1856. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because we were, we were ignorant and we thought we were humorous, the idea of branding yourself from the future um, and playing with that year was, was kind of cool too because Moon is something of, of the past, um, of reflection, but also something of the future, hence the name Moon of Space. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to play the idea that we're always fleeting. Love streetwear, love poetry, of the earth, but of space. Um, so playing with that dichotomy was, was kind of interesting and just kind of, you know, having fun was, was the goal. Um, but that's where we, we came with a lot of those bold statements. Yeah, 2046, psychedelic research. Um, and I think it was always a, a dream of mine too. I don't know anymore, but to do moon in a very fleeting way. So bless us if we make it to 2046 or maybe five or 10 years in the future. Um, it's to, to end abruptly and almost mysteriously as we kind of started. So thinking Dang. about our, 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 intri- our, our departure from the stage also. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, yeah. We just, just got real teeth me and there. Eric would be by your side. <laughs> yeah. So 3005. 3005. Do we wear Moon Collective in our grave, bro? Yeah, right. Bury me <laughs> Bury with me my in Moon, moon High shirt. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then, yeah, for a lot of like your graphics, though, they're really like you, you were saying outlandish, you know. Um, like, I know that um, I had this one shirt. It, it said established yeah. in 2046. Yeah. And it was like a motorcycle. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So is there any, I guess, um, specific designers uh, or brands yeah. or even artists that um, that inspire your designs or your yeah. work? Yeah, that I, I know exactly what capsule you're talking about, T. Um, yeah, I, I definitely got some like heavy like Akita vibes. Yeah, yeah. I think from a conceptual perspective, I think it was maybe like a very like heavy year. I had just started 
Um, if I could go back a little bit, I'll tie it back yeah, again. So, so yeah. after four years here, um, Moon had become a little more consistent. We had developed a really kind of dedicated following here in Honolulu. Yeah. Do you think that's true? Do you think people still follow? Dude, hell yeah. No, definitely nice. so. Okay, yes, okay. Yes. So we had developed a, a little bit of a following here, and um, a part of me just knew, like, uh, in order to just build a career and to build up Moon a little more, I needed to find a full-time job, to be quite frank, um, because that will kind of support Moon and allow me to build crazier things and do, mm -hmm. do better things. So... I think it was my transition back to the Bay Area. Um, I think I had left maybe even more confused than I'd come. I'd met a lot of great friends, so part of me was deeply just saddened to leave such a lovely place and lovely people. And so a lot of the designs corresponded to like the emotional state, and not in a sad way, but just like going through a hard time. So the motorcycle was, I think the tagline was to ride away from it all. And it was, yeah. it was yeah, Akira-inspired uh, motorcycle. Um, diagrams but also then we created like a marathon shirt which was like mm -hmm. run away from it all so this idea too of like of course riding and running away doesn't solve the problem but i think for me it was just an outlet just to 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 design it and to write it out loud mm -hmm. to see that like oh i just need to say that so moon at times is is um is less of a, a clothing brand is maybe my own visual diary and cool. so you, you you capture a part of me or a part of Andrew or Melissa whenever you purchase something or you're seeing something uh, when you read a line of poetry it's a book we're reading or something we're feeling so mm -hmm. um, at that part it was just a tough transitional part you know um, you think you have a brand and, and, and it goes and sometimes it is still hard as you go through these puberty stages so a lot of that capsule and season reflected that, that hardship mm -hmm. and um, so that's why for me Moon is is going back to the wholesale website is is rather intimate to me because yeah. we still design everything ourselves we're best friends if anything we're doing it in our garage and we hang out after so it is a friendship and every friend that is a friend of mine has either modeled worked at a pop-up designed or dedicated time to folding or shipping it's all us so so when you guys say like hey ben Hey Moon, where is this package? You know, it's probably me that responds to it. And a small is a small, and a medium is a medium, and uh, we will help you with your sizes. But so a lot Another of it, line. yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of it um, is uh, sent our sentimental journey. But the brands we love um, are a lot of great brands from New York. Um, at some NYC, ALD. Um, Ooh. And so we like that sensibility to the brain deads too and how they think. I know Kyle's from the Bay, so yeah. <clears throat> he has a lot of great influence on us. Um, but also trying to carve out our own path too, but using them as as guidelines on how to, to build something bigger and better. And that's always the dream too. Mm -hmm. So graphic tees, hats will always be our bread and butter and, and something immediate and cool we can do, but it would be cool to e even enter the world of like what Capital is thinking and doing mm -hmm. or, or Bodie in New York too and have a little bit more of this crafted element. Okay. I just have to learn a lot more in order to get there. Those are a couple of our in influences too, but there's a lot of great designers too and painters too that we pull from. So a lot of great mixtures of things and um one final note too like you know andrew i keep talking about andrew can't get another this guy roommate designer shout out but when we go to like dim sum with my my parents you know on a sunday and my mom is running up and down the restaurant 
not yelling at the waiters, but talking to them. Like Andrew and I will pull from that whole experience <laughs> as something for a graphic tea. So when we created yeah. the dim sum tea, it was because mm-hmm. like we had this dim sum brunch with my mom and we were laughing at the hierarchy of the waiters at the restaurant and the fact they all had walkie talkies and um, how my mom loves to be the boss at a restaurant. So again, a reflection of our own experiences and um, something I think a lot of us can, can relate to too. At, at, at the core of it, the moon is, is addressing the human condition of oneself. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Kind of going back into it. Please. Say, yeah. So say... Ask as many things as, as you okay. want. Because, um, yeah, you're right. I, I am quite mysterious with it. But um, uh, love you guys. Appreciate what you've done for me. So happy yeah. to fucking answer anything. So what do you do when you're in like a design rut? Yeah, great question. Um, so I, I work full time as a designer. Maybe we can go back to that too. And yeah. I can tell you my process. So... Um, rewind um, I spoke about being in an in a overall life rut um, when I returned back to the Bay after living uh, for four years in Honolulu so um, I started freelancing a little bit as a designer and it's for maybe some of our younger listeners who want to be a designer or mm-hmm. find themselves in this place themselves excuse me I'm having internal gas here but you know when I left I I felt very this is like therapy right now guys I felt very kind of low about myself in terms of design like you know I can't do this anymore I haven't been in a in a corporate meeting in so long I if anything I lost my voice but I made this cool brand I don't know what to do and so when I got back I would spend hours just driving between like the shirt factory and the printer and I was like what am I doing why why aren't I shipping anything and then I started freelancing a little bit where I started watercoloring like mm-hmm. animals for like a video game and Whoa. and so slowly I started becoming a tighter version of myself and kept working on moon at night worked on freelance a little bit and then I started working for the small agency where you know our work was focusing on um uh, Google material so there there again I there I began to get my confidence back in the sense of like how to think about process creativity and work with the team um, and um, shortly after uh, I took a position as an art director at Instagram so that's what I do full-time I work on Instagram during the day and on the train ride home um, and after hours on the weekends that's where I switch gears to the moon so mm-hmm. it's a nice balance of sorts because it allows me to put my kind of not corporate hat but my thinker hat mm-hmm. um during the day and when i come back at night to work on moon i'm really humbled because i don't have resources or a huge team mm-hmm. um so it's a nice shift too and i don't think i could truly exist without the other it creates a really nice balance of um how to think about a project a process and how to create a team. Um, but to answer your question, Eric, when in a design rut, um, <clears throat> maybe a bold statement, but I don't think inspiration comes in these very poetic moments. I, I do think rarely that happens, but if you're working on a design, a fashion brand, a, a project, 
that's your discipline and and that's your um that's your focus Mm -hmm. so you have to be on quite often all the time yeah and so i think what helps the most before i design um is i write a lot in meetings at instagram i'm I'm writing a lot i'm learning i'm listening a lot Um, and even before i'm designing i could look through my notebook of ideas and just like scribbles of what a concept or an idea could be so i think we are a bit hard on ourselves to be forced to to design or to paint all the time but um if this is your passion your gift you should have the ability to design or create all the time and may i say when i open an illustrator file um that's the program we design in or a white canvas it's just as freaky for me every time it's it's putting down layer by layer that you begin to see something interesting pop up but if if you're if you're if you're reflecting on, hey, I'm not, I'm not inspired, I don't feel it right now, I can't do it, you're never going to get to that moment of momentum and that ability to build that, that muscle of creating when you're not inspired. So um, I think it does come with, it, it is an effect of, it is a, a result of work. It's a muscle like anything else that mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're working through, yeah. Uh, well, so to kind of like shift gears a little bit, though. Yeah, please. Um, uh, I, guess, I guess first um, from one creator to another, though. Nice. I know we're always kind of like inspired by um, the things we, you know, we feed into our eye holes and the things we, we feed into our <laughs> ear holes and, and such. Um, Sheesh. So I guess my question would be, you know, what are, what are some of the things that that's, uh, that's on Ben King's uh, Spotify list? Like, what, is, what are you listening to? Yeah. And, like, what's on your Netflix queue right now? Like, what you watching? Oh, man. Oh, guys, I'm a, I'm a sucker for K-dramas. So, okay. Yeah, uh, it's just the, the romance is unreal, so unrealistic <laughs> that it's, it's just humorous at times. And sometimes I just have it in the background while I'm doing my chores or... Or just designing. Um, don't judge me, everybody. Um, but lately, it's just been a lot of jazz, a lot of Bill Evans. And um, like I mentioned, I, I just love a lot of art. So it's a lot of Bay Area rap to a lot of indie music, which we talked about, T. But the constant is always uh, jazz and just podcasts that I'm listening to. And um, I think that the greatest moments are like a Saturday. Um Right when the sun comes up, I put on a podcast and I just do a couple hours of yard work and that kind of helps uh, reframe the day for me. Yeah, so, and so it's jazz and the podcast. It does help with that uh, moment of reflection a lot. Yeah. Now we'll flip it on to Eric though. What yeah. about you, Eric? Oh, for like Spotify? Yeah, like what yeah. you oh, nice. to, what you watching. <laughs> a lot of Mandalorian for watching. Yeah. I was watching a lot of um, Storage Wars. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty addicting <laughs> no. to me. You gotta see it relates to the biz. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> One day you're gonna come up with. Uh, yeah. So like, if it comes in, I'm like, oh, okay, I know what to do with like these stamps or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, how about you, D? Um. Oh, shucks. I guess like for music. Uh, I know me and Ben kind of talked about this off air, but yeah, mm-hmm. lots of. Um, like indie stuff yeah um, but recently I guess because of 
I guess being stuck inside and it's like kind of lots of self-reflection. I was uh, listening to a lot of like 2000s like R&B and hip hop, like stuff mm -hmm. that I listened to as, mm -hmm. as a kid. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as what I've been watching, there's a lot of YouTube, you know, just um, yeah. Uh, like there's this one channel I specifically watch, it's called uh, Wisecrack, and they nice. just like dissect like movies from like a philosophical standpoint right, right, and stuff. And, right. Like in a very comedic type of way. Right. But, yeah, just all kinds of like random. Oh, and, and The Mandalorian. Yep. Yeah. So good. Shut up, man. So good. Nice. Nice. But uh, uh, I feel like everyone's dying to ask, but yeah. So how how hard is it to start working at instagram like what was the process there <laughs> yeah. like how did that come about because that's Gosh, like yeah that was a that's really rad that's a really unusual but really or if it's, great um, blessing easier like uh i guess yeah. um yeah how, how did the opportunity kind of come yeah. about because yeah. i mean it doesn't it seems kind of very outlandish and kind of uh, out, very out there you know yeah yeah like, like stuff that happens <laughs> right, right right yeah that's i don't really tell too many people that um because yeah, it does seem like kind of outlandish, yeah. and uh, their eyes, their eyes light, light up, up or or, yeah. or get bigger. Um, but uh, it goes back to what I said earlier when I was driving between um, the print shops and the printers when I first came back when I was really depressed. I would have to drive by the Facebook campus every day, yeah. and so at that point no job moon is okay it's winter it's it's freaking chilly but every day as i drive by that campus i'm like you know what one day i'll work there i don't know how i do not know how mm -hmm. and i don't probably deserve it but one day i'll figure out how to do it so working at the agency where i did a lot of google stuff with in a great team i think it was a combination honestly guys between like google stuff and moon so like i would showcase like google from a executional perspective the know-how how to work with a client on a high level but what really sparked people's like interest in like i think overall recognition of, of ben as like a creator and designer was the moon and was like mm -hmm. the whole hawaii story too it was about like a lot of people came in really polished or doing this for decades and i was like this kind of it's so weird to talk about myself so much but i i, I thus shall continue but I was just kind of like this imperfect uh, specimen who created something really beautiful with a lot of help from really talented people. And I didn't just work on parts of a brand. I worked on the whole brand. Mm -hmm. So I understood what it took to build a team, uh, a season, how to do it, the social media, the narrative, mm -hmm. uh, the colors. So I think that's that's what came about. And like most... A jobs a recruiter reached out to me and so um, fast forward a couple of years now um, I'm still the art director on the brand team uh, amongst many talented creators on the team wow. and I and I focus on three or four pillars of the business um, pertaining to brand so one being I work on a lot of Instagram headquarters spaces so when you enter into the office how it looks and how it feels and how it should reflect the app so mm -hmm every lobby has a really cool installation or experience. So it's almost like walking to Disneyland. You want it to welcome you and feel really kind of exciting. So whether it's it's a, it's an influencer, a creator, or even your, your auntie that you bring in for lunch, 
we create like a moment that you can take a selfie in front of or just be able to consume a bit of um, content that we've created. Um, a, a second part is um, from my moon experience, I work on, I try to work on all swag and collateral that we pass out and gift through each um, end of year event or to each employee. So that could be as small as a t-shirt, a hat, a keychain. And um, I tried my best, honestly, to reach out with vendors I work with in the past. So cool. Mono's created a lot of Instagram keychains for us. We've bought cameras yeah. from um, Treehouse. And um, and it's not, it's not a sympathy thing at all. It's working with partners and creators from Hawaii that have done brilliant work. And I'm just, if anything, thanking them for, you know, the craft that yeah. they're, they're creating. Um, and so... Uh, with experiences from from Moon, I can help Instagram. Like, hey, don't do the shirt like that. Actually, kind of <laughs> think about it like this. Yeah. And you know, actually, it's not a bigger graphic isn't always the best. Sometimes there's beauty in something small and rather mm -hmm. intimate. Um, so a lot of the collateral, um, uh, I do a lot of internal branding. So <clears throat> if there's times we need new business cards, posters throughout the office, they'll they'll call into our team and we'll focus and. Um, <clears throat> lastly uh, we're just thinking about you know the evolution possibly of what Instagram colors motion could start looking like in the in the distant future so he's kind of thinking oh. about that so it's been a lot of work and I'm one of many and uh, so to be able to shift gears to, to do moon at night um, there it's it's its own hurdles but it's 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 different and it's refreshing too so it's a balance of sorts yeah a lot of really smart people so shout out to the the instagram team everyone's super smart super sweet and um i've learned a, a ton with those guys too and i've implemented a lot of things i've learned in the office too um uh into how i think about moon as well yeah does makes that, so much sense. Does that satisfy? Yeah. Oh, no, Instagram definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, last year we did the pop-up in store. Yeah. And that was a whole experience too. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, even before Instagram and, and maybe more so now that I've done a few in the office and globally, um, you want to create this type of fantasy for people. Um when you have them into this space, even if it's that floral arrangement yeah. we had on the table or um, some type of lighting switch. Um, do you remember when we did um, that Wu-Tang room in Art and Flea? That was so no. odd, but we had we had the small room, mm -hmm. we had a fog machine, Whoa. Whoa. we had an old school Shaolin um, karate video projected on the wall. Damn, that's oh. sick. We had black shirts with yellow eyes the, mm. and... Um, a, a Wu-Tang rip and um, a local DJ uh, by the name of Scott did this really awesome Wu-Tang Moon Collective audio remix so it was a Damn. whole sensory I think it was a little bit before it's time people were really weirded out but I'm <laughs> really happy awesome, we kind of created that yeah. yeah so I think it's to any young creator um, when you are given the ability to do a pop-up or given a space to do something, um, give it your full and try to create an amazing experience because that's what people will remember and come back to you um, reciting too. Yeah.
Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, so one day we'll do a, a really cool installation here. Yeah. I guess on a lighter note. Please, um, yeah. Yeah. Goodness gracious. You know, you said you sold some shoes on your way to Hawaii, but yeah. I was curious, like, what's your, you know, top five favorite shoes? Oh, nice. Um, I'm trying my best not to ever, not to purchase shoes. It's such a nasty habit for me. But when I was in high school, I think maybe decades before you guys, it was so much harder to purchase shoes. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have Grail. You didn't have eBay. Mm -hmm. So you were just tasked with talking to someone's little brother in a parking lot. And then they, <laughs> they would bring you the scene phone dunks and then you'd have to bring the exact cash. And so it was a very meticulous process back then. But um, I think maybe a couple of my favorites, um, uh, Jordan 1s, love the silhouettes. Mm -hmm. Love when skaters skate those. Mm -hmm. um, I tend to wear uh, just Reebok Classics now. The as, club seats. Yep, as my yeah. signature. My dad wore them too, and I thought they were so hideous growing up, but <laughs> um, they're the perfect profile. Yeah. Um, I have a pair of Wallabies that I always wear, um, even though I always turn my ankle when I'm wearing them. Yeah, they're, they're not yeah, comfortable, they're like and it's just like one slab, dude. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes when it's warm, you stick a little bit to yeah. the concrete. <laughs> they um, look cool, though. Yeah, they look cool. I'm trying to think what else. Um, and uh, probably a good pair of Air Maxes, um, Air, Air Max um, uh, 95s, yeah. Yeah. So moon shoe is that something? Moon shoe, that'd be see? great, man. Yeah, yeah. One day that that's the dream. Yeah, to make a, a moon shoe. Um, I love how um, Tom Sash did his his Nike. Um, and and again, it, it's because I think the silhouette of the shoes is rather nice, but he made that whole space yeah. installation. Um, NASA handwritten foldable chairs so it's just part of this this kind of really cool story that that makes you kind of fall in love with the project yeah 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 yeah, yeah. what about you guys a lot of me talk but what about you oh, guys man. mostly new balance yeah I've been yeah. seeing that it's yeah. just comfortable yeah on yeah. your feet all day I've worked with these guys for the past three days <laughs> and they are on their feet all day yeah. so understand the end of the first day you're like oh it feels so good to sit down <laughs> yeah it's this so, is a that, chair. that's a that's yeah. true point true right point. right new balance. Yeah. new balance yeah new balance for sure cool 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 that's a commonality yeah uh, honestly i don't have much in mind besides no new that's balance great right now it's like i'm just it's just comfortable yeah oh man yeah. new balances uh i also really love the jordan ones yeah um mm -hmm. for the longest time i uh, I, I just couldn't wrap my head around like wearing Jordans actually for the longest time, but uh, they've really grown on me. Yeah. Because I kind of just wear like straight leg pants, so I just kind of drape them over. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super simple. Um, let's see what else. Oh, uh, I like the kill shot a lot. Like nice. the J Crew one. Nice. Sure nice. Not that comfortable, but it. Looks Classic cool. silhouette. Yeah. Yeah. Can't go wrong with those. Uh, oh, Vans old schools. You can't yeah. ever go wrong with yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, those are like the flattest shoes in the world. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> they're just such a good silhouette. Yeah. I think lastly for me is, uh, yeah, also the Reebok club seats have really grown on me. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me it was uh, uh, after wearing the, the Jown collab. Mm -hmm. Those ones were yeah. 
prime. So oh, those nice. are great. Yeah, and yeah. the quality, the materials they use. Yeah, so good, those are so. great. Yeah. So anything we can expect to see in the future for you? You know, actually, me? I was I was actually thinking about that question for maybe you and, and just some of the moon followers. Um, I think for us, um, I think the goal is just to stay consistent and probably and probably and try our best to work on more art-driven objects, whether it's ceramics or even a few cut and sew pieces. But from your guys' perspective, hey, even Trav, like, what what would be interesting to see from Moon? Because um, we're still trying to figure out and we're still kicking around ideas constantly. So what do you think would be kind of cool to do? Mm. Oh, man. Um, I think, I, I know it's been really trendy, uh, I guess, within the last like eight or nine months, I guess, because everybody's stuck inside, but uh, rugs, like a moon rug. Oh, jeez, cool. okay. Yeah, like it's moon eye, right, like right, moon right, eye yeah, rugs. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, some rugs, all right. Um, did you just make anything, man? <laughs> we'll, we'll buy it. <laughs> yeah. Dang, dude. Yeah, I think it's, um, before we expand too much, it's maybe to work with uh, more vintage pieces, of course, military um, silhouettes. Um, but also to kind of refine our process too, mm-hmm. of like how we ship stuff, eliminating plastics, and just doing like a couple of things really well. So I think that's what we have in the, in the upcoming year. Um, yeah, a few of those core things, but it's almost like we spoke about Jound, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like whatever they do, either it's from a photography or storytelling perspective, the Oxford they make, the Reebok collabos they do, they're really thoughtful and really beautiful. And so maybe taking that perspective, doing a little less and just making a couple of really nice pieces. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh Moon is a, a constant thing on my mind and I'm always thinking about it, whether it's a quick bathroom break at the office or when we were taking the train back and forth to work or biking to work. It's, it's always a question of, you know, what is it? What do I want from it? Um, yeah, it's it's an, it's it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. What about for you guys? What's what's next on the horizon? The store is looking really great. Um, thank thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the tabletop. Too. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, not much, honestly. We're taking it pretty day by day. Yeah. It's been so crazy this year. Because it like, seems like yeah. um, I'm I'm way I feel way better at asking questions. It seems like you do have a plan, and that everything is quite calculated from you know, starting almost like the journey we had, um, art and fleas and then to your Kaimaki space and then finding this gem of a, of a, of a space. It seems like the world of Eric is quite thought out. Not, not really. The answer is no. Yeah. The answer is <laughs> no. It's, it's just more so like, like this is like an organic thing and just yeah. like meet, meeting friends, building relationships and like, it's like, oh, Ben did Arden Flea. He's the Arden Flea OG, so maybe right, I should right. try that out. Right, you know? right, Who knows? Yeah, thanks. And then, yeah. Actually, yeah, it is pretty similar because you were yeah. in Mori, and that was, like, yeah. the main reason why we would usually go to cool, Mori just cool, to check cool, it cool. out. Yeah. And then we had, like, a rack in Mori for a bit. Yeah. And then kind of got, you know, made more friends and made right. more relationships and then opened the comic key store. But, no, not, not, not really. Um, yeah. Just kind of every day just try to do the best we can to right. positively impact like right. the people around us right. clothes the clothes is kind of like it's important but i feel like the overall 
feeling and yeah. like right toward people is like the most important the clothes is kind of secondary to be honest it's just like how right. we we want to treat people you know like family or like really yeah. close friends do everything we can Definitely. for them and yeah that's something i noticed just standing by for the past three days like how you guys um i mean a you, you guys have just created such an awesome community um and you know uh vintage wasn't a huge thing it was around but once you started the store kaimiki and then now i think it's become a, a huge staple so anytime a friend visits be it instagram new york uh, bay area it's always on the list of to do's and to visit so yeah. that's of course with pleasure and um i think they always come back with with great reviews um but just watching you guys for the past three days every person is like a mini king and queen in the store and you guys are all from eric to to, to trav you guys are always working on eight different things i've, I've never seen uh, a retail store like works so hard and i think you squeeze like two days into one from uh you guys are all answering social media at the same time taking calls photographing lay flats restocking the upstairs stock room bringing stuff in and out buying stuff so it's a huge testament to not only like the community you've built but also like the company and brand you've developed because you just i mean we, we started eating dinners at like four together you know and like we were just everyone's just working so much so it's a testament to like you know your growth and how people perceive you guys so yeah, yeah. thank you yeah you got the best team it's a good team yeah so yeah. it's it's the three of you guys right it's mm-hmm. t trav and yourself mm-hmm. and the bosses at the, the the helm of the ship yeah awesome 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 mm-hmm. yeah any last any last words any yeah words? any final questions oh. I've, i feel like I've, I've skimmed i've given you guys a pg version of moon except the, <laughs> except the psychedelics part we derailed a little bit no i, I think <laughs> i think um uh well definitely um from a consumer standpoint though or just like an i guess an outside yeah um, oh because it, i'm i'm so rude i just cut t off but t has a little brand too so mm-hmm. if there's anything from your perspective you want to ask me i think that may and i'm not by any wise or the smartest person in the room but I just have experience so if there's anything you want to ask maybe that could answer some of the questions out there people mm-hmm. have in their minds yeah. but uh, by all means go ahead yeah definitely um, well I guess um, from uh, an individual who's uh, on you know up doing a startup I guess um, would be uh, how, how do you like I guess uh, put yourself out there and like make the, um, the the organic and natural connections that you do yeah um, you know, for example, I know yeah. you work um, very hand in hand with uh, Mel Zhang. She's an yeah. amazing photographer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You also have um, uh, Steven Stinson yeah. out yeah. in New York City. Yeah. Thanks for bringing um, them up. Yeah. And then you, I mean, you work with like artists all over the spectrum. Yeah. I know when you guys did the Golden State Warriors yeah. um, T-shirt design, yeah. that was one of your friends. Jamal, yeah. Real great yeah. illustrator. Yeah. And I know. Um, and then yeah, just from your conversations. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, just talking to you it's very natural yeah so I guess um, uh, for an individual who is kind of trying to start their own brand how do you you make genuine relationships with people yeah I think that's key it's like the genuineness of it and like the the few names that you've named from like there's probably there's so many people that have helped Moon and continue doing that but the few that you've listed 
excuse me, like Mel and Steven, you know, we're just like, and even Matt Ching, who did a lot of the video stuff. So Steven was the face of Moon for the longest time. Fantastic skater. Um, great photographer now is mm-hmm. is doing just great at um, Saturdays in New York. And Mel, just one of the best photographers I work with and, and Matt Ching too, a uh, great videographer. So I still work with them uh, on a Moon capacity, on an Instagram capacity. But um, I think at the core of it, um, we're just like really good friends, you know? So I think it's, I've, everyone says don't work with your friends, but I absolutely love working with my friends. There are of course some awkwardnesses when things don't happen, but mm-hmm. there's this beauty when things do work out because you're working with your friends and you can joke around and I'm able to put maybe a little bit of money in their pockets for helping me out. So, um, <clears throat> I think I just generally enjoy talking to people, even though I'm rather shy and introverted sometimes. It's everyone has a unique story, um, and they have their own certain guards and, and gates at first. But once you meet someone, there's this kind of beautiful overlap that happens from either experiences or hobbies or just general interest in how you kind of conduct yourself as a person. So um, I think you guys all do it really well in this space, but um, it's like almost treating them as a person first mm-hmm. and then almost as like a collaborator vendor customer like second you know hey how are you like weird day right weather's kind of funky <laughs> of course we all experience weather so yeah. there's a commonality already so um and i just make sure to try my best to always uh, if i'm thinking about a friend to text a friend if i'm thinking about someone I work with say hey that was a fun project we've, we've done so always networking but have that that trueness that you you, you stated and not making it feel too forced or or fake because um, if you truly enjoy the person you're working with mm-hmm. you've probably had a really nice time with them so yeah. it was a really nice experience but um, yeah big shout out to Mel Steven uh, even even Maddie um, who helped build the initial kind of look and feel of Moon and uh, yeah and I think even from like a small brand perspective right uh, Moon has has been built on photographers and photography and models, so I think we've always just sent um, a lot of goodie bags to people we've we've liked and enjoyed working with, mm-hmm. and but we've never asked them to like post or to go out and shoot. Um, it's this kind of organicness that you want, you know. If anything, you just want to gift them something because you like, you know, what they're creating, and mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful side effect. <clears throat> or a result when they do kind of document something and want to keep you involved. Um, and I think lastly, a part of it too is, you know, I wear so many hats between Moon and between Facebook. So I, I try to understand the process of each creator, be it a photographer, a motion designer, and how best I can serve them when they're creating. So mm-hmm. when working with a photographer, a model, I'm always creating mood boards and briefs so that they understand um, your vision and the execution and the deliverables involve a little bit boring jargon, but I think it always helps to have something down as a, a jumping off place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I think that kind of, I mean, that, 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 that definitely yeah, 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 did yeah. it for me though, yeah. Um, Eric, did you? No, that, you yeah. I like the moon's like internal reflection. Right? Yeah, 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 I tried to not have it so heady, but it always comes out that way, so. <laughs> Yeah, one day it'll be a uh, less so. Yeah. 
But yeah, th- thank you so much. Like, Definitely, thank you man. for always, you know, supporting us. Appreciate and that. Thank you for you know coming to our store. Yeah. And having the opportunity to have you do yeah. the pop-ups. So. Yeah, it's it's very genuine when I do say that. Like, doing a pop-up in the space, even seeing you guys, it does make me feel like really welcomed and a part of the um, Honolulu creator community so it's always something really special and it's always something that i look forward to when i'm coming back and um i can't say for every mainlander when they think of honolulu or hawaii but you know when working throughout the day like there's not one day that doesn't go by that i don't think about the people or or mm-hmm. the city or the this place so um it's always i think deep in a lot of our hearts so it's, it's always great coming back and especially seeing you guys yeah so yeah, if you ne- didn't know about Moon Collective, now you do, and you have every reason to support and show love and yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, one more thing though. Before we wrap up, um, yes. <laughs> you know we always want to like kind of leave um, a gift. Uh, no. That's oh. <laughs> that, that'll happen off air. Um, you know, but we always like to kind of like give the floor to um, our into uh, our mm-hmm. guests. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's anything that you feel like we missed, uh, anything you want to add in whether um you know uh relative to the podcast or just want to share um yeah yeah yeah, thanks um i think one thing too is like uh is maybe i don't want to say it's cliche but we are like asian american creators and designers too so if any younger creator has a question about developing a brand or parents expectations you know we obviously have gone through it collectively so don't feel afraid to just reach out dm me or email and just like hey how'd you do this or how'd you navigate that and uh, i think the reason why i kind of still work on moon and do what i do is to to show myself that there's like a different path in life to take and to continue pushing myself and to show like the few people that we influence that there is another direction it just takes with create with a creative field it just takes a lot of discipline and work but um the work part isn't isn't the hard part you know so um yeah by all means please reach out and i'll be happy to to do what i can to to guide but um yeah if anything happy holidays everyone stay safe out there